Are you gay? Do you know someone who's gay? If you answered yes to either question, hi, I'm Parker, and this is Parker's Pointless Podcast, where every week I talk about some pointless thought that was floating around in my little noggin. These topics will range from pop culture, to film and television, to politics, and to things happening in my own personal life. All of which I am not qualified to speak on, but because I am gay and delusional, I find the confidence and conviction within me to speak as if I am a professional. On today's episode, we are continuing to celebrate Pride Month with my good Judy, Miss Betty, as we discuss all things drag, gender, identity, and pride. So, let's get into it. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Parker's Pointless Podcast. It's me, Parker. Duh, you already knew that. And I'm having a wonderful day. I hope you are having a wonderful day as well. Happy Monday. Happy Pride Month. As I told you in the last episode, all the episodes of this month are all going to be LGBTQIA plus related to celebrate Pride Month. And to celebrate Pride Month with me today, I am joined by a very, very special guest. A good Judy of the past, the present, and most definitely the future. Please welcome to the podcast, Miss Betty. Hi. Oh my gosh. Hey, girl, how are you? How are you doing? I'm so good. How are you, sweetie? I'm doing good. How's your Pride Month thus far? Oh, we just kicked it off. So (laughs) it is busy. I am already tired, and we are only one weekend into Pride, and we have many more events to go. Yes, we do. We just had WeHo Pride this past weekend. Next weekend. So this podcast is coming out the weekend after it had already occurred, but you know, we're ahead here. So we we hope Pride just happened. LA Pride is happening next weekend. Yes. And then I want to say like OC LA or no, no, no. OC Pride is like the weekend after. I wouldn't know. People in the OC don't book me. So oh, well, <laughs> people in the OC, please start booking Betty period. Unless you're scary and spooky, then like maybe we'll skip that. But like offer, offer only. Okay. Because <laughs> she's worth the dollars, diva. Oh my gosh. Well, happy pride to you. Happy pride to you, Oh my diva. gosh, baby. I'm so, let's, let's give the girly pops a, like a little rundown of how we know each other. So. Love that. I would love, this, I would love for you to take it away because this is truly a story, y'all. All right, so I met this beautiful human here when we both got cast in the non-union national tour of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Period. We were on the Yukon cast, or the Mm -hmm. Yukon leg of the tour, Mm -hmm. because there's like two casts of this tour happening at the same time. And we got to be little tour roommate besties. Yes, Uh, we did. We literally kept each other sane, because it... Sane. If... if, if, (laughs) Yeah, like sane kind of, sane enough, we should say. But um, yeah, if any of y'all have ever been on tour, if you've ever been like in a non-union production that has gone to more than one location, I'm sure you understand. It is it is rough out in these streets. Yeah. So me and Betty had each other's backs, like on stage and off. And it was truly, we had so much, I had a great time. I'm not sure what your experience was that <laughs> tour. It was really exhausting and I probably would never do it again, but I had a good time in the in the meanwhile. To my knowledge, it is the only time that Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer tour, which is like a tour that used to happen like every single year. We don't know where what happened with it anymore. If you're currently part of the Rudolph cast, please write into the pod and yeah. let Parker know what's going on yes, with that please, tour. Please. But um, when we were a part of it, we were the only cast that had ever done the show without a single person calling out for a day. Because it yes. is a very dangerous show with a lot mm-hmm. of puppetry set pieces mm-hmm. and set pieces would keep getting like struck and not struck mm-hmm. because 
of the different, you know, stages that we were in. Sometimes they could fit all of the set. Sometimes the bumble was not coming into yeah. the show that day. Yeah, it was crazy, you guys. The modifications we had for that show were wild. But as Betty was saying, it was truly a risky show. And our run, we had no call-outs literally at all. And yeah. I was the swing. So I was I was an onstage swing, so I was in the show every night. But I was doing, like, a very small role, like, to the back every night, which was really fun. But I had all the knowledge of all these parts, and no one ever ended up calling out, so I never had to go on, which kind of bummed because you know I worked all worked did all that work for nothing. But you know what? It was really stressful, so I was kind of happy it didn't happen. It means we really took care of each other on that <gasps> yes, tour. We okay, did. we were one we big did. happy family. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, that's how me and Miss Betty met, and then ever since, um, you lived in Boston and right. like during the pandemic, yeah, because you were in LA after tour, right? Or wait, wait. Let me recount. Let me recount. So after tour, I moved back to New York City, which is where I was living at the time when I booked the tour. And then I ended up moving to Boston during the pandemic in 2020. And then I was there for quite some time until I uh, booked the TV show that I'm currently on now, uh, which is The Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max. Or Max. I'm sorry. It's It's just Max Max now. It's just Just Max Max now. And uh, that brought me back to L.A. And now I officially live in Los Angeles again. Period. And if you guys are not watching The Sex Lives of College Girls, you guys are truly, truly missing out. Like, the first time I saw a commercial for it, obviously, like, I knew before that Miss Betty was going to be on it. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait to watch. I'm going to watch in support of Betty. And then the first episode happened. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm just here for Betty. And then I watched, like, the first couple episodes. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I'm kind of obsessed. And then I I finished the whole first season. I was like, wait a minute. I literally cannot wait for the second season. And the second season happened and I was living. So if you have not watched it, you guys get into it. Go to Max. Go download the app Max. Set up a subscription and watch it. Please, I beg of you. It's hilarious. And please do because um, I need the residual checks. Thank you. Yes, please. Give her your money, baby. <laughs> or just Venmo her. Whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, so that is our journey together. But yeah, today we're going to be talking all about pride. We're going to be talking about we're going to be talking about drag because Miss Betty had a truly... I just saw Betty last week in a drag show in West Hollywood. It was so fun. Um, and she may not have won a competition, but she won all of the hearts of West Hollywood. So only beautiful and bright things for Miss Betty over here. But before we get into that, we got to do our hot takes because, you know, that is the, the pinnacle of this episode every single week. So my hot take of the week is this, and I don't want anyone to get it twisted. Okay. I will explain myself, but alcohol is a substance of the devil. And I do not, I'm not a religious woman. I'm not a pious religious woman. However, I know this for a fact. The way alcohol makes me feel the day after drinking, sinful. It is rotted and it is gutted and I hate it. I can't deal with it. (laughs) Like, I love to drink. I love a good little cocktail, a little margarita, a little this, a little that. And I love being drunk. Of course I do. But the way it makes me feel afterwards is I, I will wake up and I'm like, I'm never drinking again. I end up drinking again, of course. But, like, it's this, I can't. So, alcohol, girl, you're from the devil. People call weed the devil's lettuce. We need to start. We need to give a. We need to give a nickname to Miss Alcohol, the devil's juice. The devil's juice. Period. You heard it here first. But that's my hot take. What I'm hearing, Parker, is that you just had a really, really crazy first weekend of Pride Month. Is what I'm hearing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I, but here's the thing. I, I mean, maybe it's just I had tequila yesterday. Let's get right into it. I, I have gotten into a rum state of mind recently. Mm-hmm. Like, I love me a Diet Coke with rum. I think it's so delicious. 
I'm a Coke Zero girly myself, but oh, it's okay. Coke we'll you can have this fight later. Yeah. I'm, listen, I love – I'm a Dr. Pepper, like, diva through and through, but I do love Diet Coke with lime. Something about it is just screaming sex appeal oh, to me. Oh, you're my mother. Uh-huh. I know. It's because I'm in my stepmother era because I drink Diet Coke with lime. But I've been really drinking Diet Coke with rum, and that makes me feel super, like – like, rum makes me feel, like, like flirty, but tequila makes me feel, like, wild. And so I had tequila yesterday, and I woke up this morning, and I was like – all of my worst decisions that I've ever made from drinking alcohol are because I was drinking tequila that night, to be honest. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. It shouldn't be allowed. And yet it is. I mean, it should be allowed because it's fun. But like, girl, I need I need to be restricted. That's me. What are your hot takes, Miss Betty? Because you told me you have four. And oh, I, I, have, I have a list. And they're going to okay. start from unserious okay. to most serious. Okay, work. Because the most serious like will relate to like our discussion today. Okay, So Perfect. I think it would be a great segue. Perfect. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for building me the segue, baby. <laughs> okay, but first hot take. Okay. Pretty people shouldn't have to drive. Um, I'm just saying it like we shouldn't have to drive. I was driving on my way here, ruined my hair because I have to like look back and forth, back and forth, uh -huh. back and forth. I had this beautiful set of curls in this morning. Ruined. Ruined. And I got sweaty because I was really stressed about driving. And you know what? If you're hot, you should not have to drive. You should Period. be given a designated driver by the state, uh -huh. and they should drive you everywhere if you're hot, if you're hot enough. Like me, yeah. like Parker. Like, we're both beautiful people, so Period. we should never have to drive. And I shouldn't have to look at the, like, ten different, like, hazard lights that are going on on, like, my dashboard. I don't know what they mean. I don't yeah. want to know what they mean. The person who is assigned to me from the state of California to drive my car should Tell me. Yeah, exactly. You know? You know what They're I'm saying? They're in charge. Exactly. We're like, just passenger princesses. No, like, I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to know what needs to be fixed. I just need somebody to go fix it for me. Period. Yeah. Just passenger princess things. Yeah, exactly. And then you could, like, do your makeup in the car. You could eat in the car. Mm -hmm. You could, like, be on your phone. You could, like, get some work done. Yeah, I know. I hate not being able to do anything. Like, that's the biggest shift, like, moving back to California is that you have to drive and just drive. Like, you can't do anything else while you're driving because yeah. you will get in a car crash. <laughs> Literally. I know. And I wish that I, – I I mean, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before. I feel like maybe I have, but because I talk about it all the time in my personal life. Public transportation, girl, I wish – where is she on? Besides buses. Like, I want, like, trains. I want, like – like, I want everywhere trains. In Boston, like, I mean, the trains are a mess in Boston, but – where I was living in Boston, I literally could walk everywhere. I didn't even have to get on a public transportation. I really? could just walk because the city's so small. Ugh. Oh, yeah. I forget that Boston's so dainty. Yeah, she's a little... She's a dainty Aww. little girl. Okay, so what's your next hot take? Hot take number two. This is personal. This okay. It's deeply personal. Best Buy, we have beef. <gasps> Miss Best Buy, you are a shell of a company. You are just there to sell people, like the biggest, most expensive, beautiful-looking thing so that you can make a huge profit and you don't actually have the electronics that people need. So I had to go to three, three Best Buy stores in L.A. today before coming here yeah, just to try and find one cord. It was like an adapter cord that I need for my computer for work. Okay. And none of them had it. So then I call the customer service line and I'm like, hi, this is my zip code. Um, can you look up if any of the stores near the zip code have this one adapter? Uh-huh. No. No, they did not. None of them? None of them. And I'm like, this is like a very simple cord. It's like one cord. It plugs into your PC and it plugs into your monitor. 
That's it. And none of these Best Buys had it because all they have are the most top of the line, biggest, most expensive, like, TVs and, like, big old, like, graphics cards. They don't have, like, the most simple $6 things because they're just trying to turn a profit. And I felt really bad because I was getting really testy with the person who was on the phone with me. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to, like, care in you. And it's not your fault because it's not any of these people's fault yeah. that their corporation that they work for doesn't supply yeah, exactly. them with, like, the easiest stuff and only wants them to, like, oversell Sell you things. Anyway... I went to a local electronics shop and they had the card I was looking for for like 10 bucks. And work. So support local business. Yeah, literally support, miss local business over here. Wow. Yes. Funding our community. You better work, Diva. Yeah, but Best Buy, I'm coming for you. Yeah, bitch. Best Buy is thin ice, Diva. Very thin. Very thin ice. Hey, Mariah, Mariah Carey thin level ice over here. Yeah. So what is, what is the next? So Best Buy, watch your back. What's Best the Buy, next one? watch your back. Hot take number three. It's going to get a little spicy. Oh, spicy. I think we need to stop speaking to each other in therapy talk. Okay, work. Keep. I think that words like gaslight and attachment style mm-hmm. and like avoidant mm-hmm. um, are all being really overused and not actually meaning like the words that they truly mean. Right. Like gaslighting is a tactic used by abusers. Yeah. It is not just somebody saying no to you. Yeah. That is exactly. not, those are not the same thing. Right. That is not somebody disagreeing with you. Right. Or it is not somebody correcting you if you said misinformation. Right. Right. Like those are not the same. And so I just think that we have, like, I'm, I'm happy that more and more people have started going to therapy. Yeah. Especially men. They yeah. need to definitely go to therapy. Absolutely. But I feel like men especially have like weaponized like therapy speak. Yeah. To like this like really ugly degree to just like ghost people. Yeah. To just be like, oh, I'm sorry. I just am like, I have an avoidant attachment style and I I can't like be close to people and I need space to (laughs) take time away. And I'm like, how about you just talk to me? Like you could just have a conversation instead. Yeah. Or you could just say, Hey, you know what? No, I'm not feeling it. Like, yeah. you don't need to go into this whole like. Sorry, I ghosted you as a trauma response. Yeah, like, oh, <laughs> you, that was it. That was this. <laughs> gotcha. If somebody tells me that they had a trauma response to something, I'm like, I'm like girly pop. Tell you, don't tell me that. Tell your therapist that. Yes, I'm like, how about we keep therapy? Talk to therapy, and we talk I'm to literally. each other like real people. Exactly. I remember I saw a TikTok about that actually because I think also like TikTok has contributed to it because there's so much therapy like wait, wait, wait. resources. Did you see on the TikTok? therapy talk of like the friend breakup from the therapist? No. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought that was what you were going to okay, No, <laughs> but send it to me later because I do want to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw this therapist on TikTok who was talking about like the terminology used and like the misuse of the terminology and just like the pause, the positive of like the awareness, but also the negative of like the lack of actual awareness because people are not using it correctly. But I remember my therapist told me, she's like, I'm really grateful that this language is being normalized. However, I would prefer, like we said, for people to use this language with their own therapist rather than, you know, with each other in a way that is out of context and out of pocket. And like, just use words correctly. Like there's there's so much misinformation in the world. And trust me, I love spreading misinformation and lies. Mm -hmm. So like, I I am a liar, like a queen of lies right here. But Uh like, be careful. Be careful. You sit on a people. throne of lies. I do. Work, Diva. And then what? Do you have? You have one more, right? My last one. <gasps> oh, give it to us. This is the spiciest. Oh, the spiciest. The hottest of hot takes. Okay. It's actually not even that hot, really. It's it's just like true. But <clears throat> I need 
queer men to really, really interrogate the internalized fat phobia and the externalized fat phobia because the change of my life when from identifying as a gay boy to identifying as a trans woman and I, I'm fat as both like I'm a, I'm a plus size girly in both both mm-hmm. forms needs to be studied because I was on all of the apps when I was a fat gay boy and I was fighting for my fucking life like people would just like message you lose weight you're fat you're ugly Ugh. Or they'd just not talk to you. Right. Like, you'd try to strike up a conversation and people would not talk to you. Even people yeah. who, like, match with you on Tinder or Hinge. Yeah. Like, they'd match with you and then not have a discussion. Which I know is not, like, a unique experience to fat people. But yeah. I'm speaking of this, like, in this very specific way of, like, queer men to other queer men. Right. Or queer men to other people who identify as queer men are, like, so fat phobic. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I, and this was before I even got my extensions and before I started moans, mm-hmm. like, I had just started like my social part of my transition and was just identifying as a woman mm-hmm. in spaces. Same apps. Flooding. Flooding. People cannot get enough of talking to me and it is insane. And I'm like, I'm like, my body did not really change yeah. at the beginning of this. Like now my body's starting to change. Right, and right, so right. like it, as it appears more and more feminine now, it will obviously more and more people yeah. will be attracted to right. that type of body. But like my body had not changed yet. Right. And, but people were, like, so interested in wanting to get with, like, a chubby trans woman right? in a way that was so foreign to me coming from the, like, gay man experience right. that I, I had been living before I started my transition. So, yeah, that's my hot take. Um, queer, queer men, you have a problem with fat phobia, and you, you need to tackle that. Yeah. Do better, you guys. And also, I mean, I remember seeing... It's something related to this where it's, like, so many specifically, like, gay cis men will, like, only engage in conversation with people that they deem attractive in general. Yes. And, like, they'll only form community with people that they find attractive. Which is funny because the the hot take that I had on my last episode was about um, queer spaces that are exclusive of women. Mm -hmm. And just, like, women in general, but also just anyone with a vagina – and because specifically, I just always see people like Fire Island stories. And I was like, why are there all these men that all look the same, all the same body type, all the like, and all of you hang out with each other exclusively and you always hang out with each other exclusively? Like, where is the community diversity here? Yeah, it's giving like dystopia. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, we're also, we're like, we're already a marginalized community as a whole. So it's like to then like continue to marginalize people within the, within the community itself is just like nasty. Anyway. So do better. You heard it from not only Betty, but you heard it from me. You'll have two sets of fists that will start fighting you if you act like that. Okay. So period. But now perfect segues into our episode talking about gender identity, drag, and all of the above. Everything about pride. I would love to ask you. I'm going to ask this to all my guests this um, series. So I hope you guys don't get sick of the question because you're going to expect it every episode. What does pride mean to you? Ooh, that's a really hard question to answer, especially this year. Mm -hmm. Um, Pride means to me that um, it's kind of, hmm, hold on. Let me think about this for a second. Let me check. As you think, I'm going to check my notes just to make sure I stay on track. Pride to me is about honoring the queer people who've come before us 
And it's about continuing to fight for not only visibility, but um, rights within the law. Mm-hmm. As Pride, obviously, as everybody knows, I'm going to be on my soapbox over here, began as a protest. It began as a riot against police brutality. And that was the core of what Pride is to me as a trans woman because it is trans women who led that charge. Mm-hmm. And without those like true like fights, and true um, violence that people had to experience, we would not be able to celebrate, like, being who we are. Like, that's, like, a nice, like, lovely way of expressing what pride is. Like, pride is being proud of yourself and who you are and your identity. And I'm like, that's not what pride, as in Pride Month, is to me. Right. Like, it's it's nice that we've kind of adapted it to that type of story, but this year especially with all of the anti-trans bills and anti-drag and anti-LGBTQ bills in general that are being passed across the states, I have found it more important than ever to remember that pride is fighting. Pride is Mm -hmm. a protest, and pride is literally a riot. Sometimes it's a banana cream pie to the face of a conservative. Yes, the ugly bitch. I hate that bitch. Well, then I, this is my next question. It's tied to the first where, where we were talking about like pride being like the external of it all. What has like, what has your journey been to becoming a pride filled individual? Like what has that journey looked like? I know. Uh, bold of you to assume that I'm proud of myself at Listen, all. <laughs> baby girl. Um, and if there's no, this is, uh, uh, my deep insecurities about myself right. something that I have to fight with right. every day and, or something that I deal with like in therapy, not to talk about therapy talk on the pod. <laughs> Listen, I talked about therapy on the pod. <laughs> Please take it away. Um, but yeah, it's just something that I, you know, had to truly have to tell myself over and over again that it's okay to be proud of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think from a very early age, I was told that all of the um, kind of outward expressions of my interests and my um, appearance were bad mm-hmm. and that I shouldn't, you know, be pursuing those things mm-hmm. or shouldn't be expressing them as loudly as I was because I should be more humble and I should be more quiet and small, um, which is a message that a lot of queer people and women especially mm-hmm. um, get within their lives mm-hmm. and reminding myself that it's okay to express those things loudly um, and be all dolled up on a random Monday afternoon dolled um, up. is great. And I can wear as much makeup, as little makeup as I want, and I will still be beautiful and proud of who I am. Perfect. Oh, slay. Yeah, because I was thinking about like when I was writing out like the layout for this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, like what does pride mean to oneself? But then also like, what does pride, how does one become pride, prideful of themselves? And like, and you know, pride is the, one of the sins, right? One of the seven sins. So it is kind of fun that we've taken on the word pride as um, kind of like a signifier of a whole month because we should be proud. And it is a little subversive against, um, religions that tell us that we shouldn't be proud. Exactly. So that's really fun. And yeah, I think to like, to take actionable steps to be proud of yourself, you 
have to do the work of telling yourself that you are have worth mm-hmm. um, and that you have beauty mm-hmm. and that you are strong um, and wonderful. Like you have to tell yourself those things. And I have told myself that over and over again for years. Mm-hmm. And most of the time I still don't believe it. Most right. of the time I still will wake up in the morning and be like, no, those are all lies. Right. Those are all lies and things that are not true. But nobody else is going to believe it if you don't. Right. Um, actually, wait, no. Can I retract that? Retract, retract that. That's retract. Not true. <laughs> many people actually believe that. Many, many people will tell you those things and you will not believe it. Like, I have wonderful family members that tell me all the time that they're so proud of me. And I'm like, what? I didn't do anything. Yeah. And then you have to take a step back and realize your accomplishments, you know, in the three years since um, we went on tour together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have booked a TV show. I have performed for audiences of shows for 1,500 people. I have uh, hosted entire Pride events for entire cities. I have been a recurring character um, on multiple episodes. And I have started this beautiful transition to who I'm supposed to be and who I was always meant to be and who I knew I really was from a very young age. And those are all things to be proud of because all of those. <laughs> oh my God. Give you all the love over here. <laughs> all of those things. Yeah. And those are, and those are just my examples of my accomplishments. Yeah. Um, even smaller things than that are things that you can take pride in. And just existing as a queer person, especially in the United States of America today, mm-hmm. is an act of defiance against a world that doesn't want us here mm-hmm. and against a world that is actively fighting to erase us. So mm-hmm. take pride in that. Take pride in the fact that you got up today and you existed as a queer person in a world that does not want you to exist. Period. You heard it here first, y'all. Miss Betty. Thank you so much for that lovely piece of inspiration. Now, I want to talk quickly about, I talked about it last week on the episode when I was talking about, like, my own journey with my own, like, queerness and identity. What was the journey like for you, like, as Miss Baby Betty, with, un- like, understanding your own feminine energy, feminine power, and, like, how has that journey, like, evolved over the years obviously like we, we you transitioned recently in the past couple years or like that that concept has really mm-hmm. taken root ah, barbie not please not you attacking the dolls i'm attacking the dolls not you attacking the dolls during oh, the dolls. pride oh, month no i'm so fake i'm a fraud and a phony not anti-doll sentiment oh. <laughs> drag me um but what has that tra- what has that journey looked like from baby betty to now yeah and so like, the understanding of that um as i was saying a little earlier i have kind of run the whole gambit of mm. identities here um although i have to say i don't think i ever really identified as like a straight man like i don't think that yeah. was ever like my truth right even before like i knew like what being gay was right i don't think i ever really felt like i was a straight man because before i knew what being gay was i kind of felt like I was a woman as a child. Yeah. Like the th- things that I knew that I loved were all things that I was told were girls things. Mm-hmm. And um, going back to kind of that early truth of like, yeah, this, of course I, I, I like these things because I'm a girl. Right. And not that there's girl things and boy things. We need to degender most things right. in the world actually. Right. Um, and just let people enjoy life. Right. But that was kind of, I had to go back to that in, through therapy, through journaling, um, 
and through kind of a lot of like writing, had to really reinvestigate that part of my life because I really stamped down a lot of like my childhood and then early um, adolescence. Like my three years of middle school only have like really come back to me in the past two years because mm -hmm. I've been journaling about it. Um, throughout college, I could not tell you a single thing that happened to me in my three years of middle school because of how much I had repressed that part of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and at that time, that's when I realized that I was attracted to men. Mm -hmm. um, didn't really realize gender identity then at that point, or right. I had stamped it so far down back into my childhood, right? right. And then it was in high school, early high school, that I, um, at the time, came out and identified as a cis gay man. Mm -hmm. And that never really felt quite right. I just mm -hmm. was like, oh, this is the only thing that I know of is right. that I like men. And so I'm a gay man. Right. right? Um, I like men and I was born with a penis. So yeah. I have to be a gay man. Right. right. Like, that's the only option. Um, and as I kept growing and learning, I then kind of, I never really like officially came out, but I just, you know just changed all the pronouns and all of my social media yeah. um, to like all pronouns and started going by um, gender fluid terms and mm -hmm. non-binary terms. And then it was in this past year that I really, really got back to the root of it and was like, I'm a woman. And mm -hmm. that has been true my whole life. And it has taken me um, 25 years to, you know, circle back down to that truth that I right. knew when I was young. Oh, that's beautiful. And now I want to talk about what drag has meant to you because mm -hmm. I know, like, I'm not sure, like, what your interests with drag were. Like, because I remember, like, during the pandemic, it really, like, especially on social media, like, took off And when you're in Boston. So, like, how has drag played a role into, like, the understanding of your own identity? Yeah, um, I pretty much owe everything I've learned about. Excuse me. Miss uh, um, Burp over here. She's Gassy. She's Cassie. Um, I really owe drag, like, I owe all of what I've discovered about my gender identity to drag, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I think without beginning to perform as a drag queen, I would not have had the courage to start my transition. Um because I, like, there's this beautiful power of drag that what you're, like, I started doing drag because I had no other job. I right. had no work. Right. Um, I was an out-of-work actor from New York. And then I uh, moved back in with my parents in Boston and began performing drag on a street corner um, in the city of Boston. Mm -hmm. Because I had nothing else to do. And all I knew is that I liked telling art and telling stories and creating art and performing and making people laugh. That has always been really fun for me. And I never really got to like do that in acting. Like, I mean, sure. We brought children some smiles when we did the Rudolph tour, right. but like, I never really felt like I was telling a story that was my own mm -hmm. and drag. Let me embody all of like my favorite characters. Like I started doing, I created mixes based on, Maleficent or Cruella de Vil mm -hmm. or I started create I even have like a Cinderella number yeah. like I would could embody both princesses and villains or Chutney from Legally Blonde mm -hmm. um you know I could just inhabit different types of characters Mrs. Puff 
from SpongeBob. <sighs> yes. Which allowed me to explore all of these different, and obviously because I'm an actor, I was drawn to doing character pieces because mm-hmm. many drag performers love to perform just like numbers because they yeah. love dancing. Like that's yeah. like their first and foremost love. But I like creating characters. Right. So I love to do that. And um, that helped me explore all of those different facets of femininity, which led me all back to the conclusion that like, oh, all of those things are women. All of those characters are women. And those are all types of women that I have in me because I am a multifaceted, wonderful woman, just like all of these characters. Yeah. That's beautiful. Literally, as Whitney Houston said, I'm every woman. It's all in me. Yes. You. It was something that I couldn't achieve just doing musical theater. Yeah. Because of my appearance at the time and my voice type and everything else, I was being told that I was this specific type of man that Mm -hmm. I could only play this range of roles Mm -hmm. as a man. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I've never identified with any of those characters. I've never really felt like those were me. I've always been like, oh no, I want to sing Defying Gravity because I identify as Alphaba. Yeah. We got two Alphabas in the studio today. And I live. Speaking of, have you? Did you get to see her at West Hollywood Pride the first night on Friday? Oh, Adina. Adina. Yeah. I did not. How was it? She did was. She was mothering hard. I know, her outfit was. Oh, I she lived. was. Her hair was. I know. Everything. I was like, come on, extensions. Mm-hmm. Extensions like, down to her literal ass, and it was like full extensions I too. Know, they were so voluminous. I was jealous. It was giving very like 80s uh-huh. style hair. I lived. Have you heard her new song? No. Or her new <laughs> single? I haven't either. But apparently people are kind of living. So I'm like, I should, I should listen to it. I should listen to Mother. Mother Adina. Uh, Miss Mother Adina. As we, we all should go listen to Miss Mother Adina this Pride Month because That's if there's anything about Adina Menzel, <laughs> it's, it's giving gay. Miss Rent, hello, come on now. But I wanted to quickly talk about theater and just like the industry in general because mm-hmm. I've like, I've gone on such a journey with my participation with the industry over the last couple of years, and I still will. The journey is ongoing, but like making roles, creating roles that fit you, and also like, wh- how do you feel like in this new journey? I don't know what I'm asking. Let me think about this question. Um, like, with what is with what material we currently have. And I feel like theater especially is just recycling. It's never really, like, creating new. Yeah. Where do you see yourself fitting in to the current, like, world of theater and television? I'll be 100% blunt. I don't see myself in theater. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe I could do a play if there's a a new play out there that is exploring more facets of gender identity. I find plays tend to be a bit more open to exploring those types of concepts. Mm But musical theater, no. It's, I quit. Yeah. I quit doing musical theater. Also, singing made me feel very dysphoric, and right. um, because I'm a bass baritone, I'm a lady with a bass baritone. Yeah. Um, so it just, you know, made me feel worse. Right. <laughs> so I stopped singing, and that actually led me to be able to explore more abilities of my own acting. I'm a much more empathetic actor now yeah. than I was before this. Before I started transitioning. Yeah. Um, and in film and TV, there's definitely a lot more um, roles out there. Not a lot, not yeah. like a huge amount, but there's, I find that there's a lot more diversity in film and TV mm-hmm. than there is in theater. And there's a lot more shockingly, and it is, definitely doesn't feel this way right now because of the strike and the negotiations happening with the producers about things in the future. So this is not necessarily about 
exactly in this moment. But when I made the switch from auditioning for primarily musical theater to auditioning for film and TV, I found myself auditioning for a lot more roles that I liked, that I enjoyed, and that yeah. I really was like, oh, I see myself in this. Right. Oh, I can, I can really relate to this character. I could really feel authentic telling this character's story. Because for me, acting is you inhabit that character and you're supposed to internalize it so much that like your actions are just their actions. And then the rest of the job is just being told where to stand and where what to look. To, yeah. Right? Um, that That's for film and TV. And I, I really in, enjoy that part of it. Like, it's a, it's a really good time to right. be able to kind of show up to work. And I'm really lucky that I work on a TV show that has an incredibly talented, gifted, diverse um, writing team um, and a team of um, directors and producers mm -hmm. that really, really like believe in their cast. Mm -hmm. And we're all like a really pretty young group of actors too. Yeah. So everybody's incredibly respectful and wonderful on set for Sex Lives. So I'm just really lucky that I had a bunch of people who believed in me when I was identifying in one way and mm -hmm. have been with me on a journey as my identity has changed. Right. And I can't give anything away because I, I know nothing because there's a writer's strike. But right. I'm hoping for season three that there's going to be more journey as well. Ah, well, I can't. I literally, I was thinking about that today. I was like, I can't wait to see like what's next. Just for the show in general, just because I love the show and I love all the characters on the show, so I'm excited to see what's next. But I'm excited to see what's next for your character on the show, what's, what's next for you in general. I'm just so excited for you. And I'm loving this journey that you're on. I love to su follow, support, like, comment, subscribe, all the things. Thank you. So, um, and I'm hoping theater changes too, like, because I think, like, obviously theater is, like, one of the oldest forms of acting and, like, well-respected and whatever. It's And we I love viewing theater and I just... I hope for the future that it becomes as inclusive a space as it claims to be. Yeah, and so. we're, we're starting, it's starting to see that change a yeah. little bit. Um, there's um, a character that, that can be, or generally has been played sometimes as a non-binary character in a show called Jagged Little Pill. And right now there's a non-binary lead in a musical in the show Anne Juliet on Broadway. Yes. Um, shout out to Justin Sullivan. <sighs> um, Love. Yeah, so there's small changes being made, yeah. but... The progress is pretty far behind. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I mean, I, cause I remember see, like one of the most magical performances I've ever seen in theater, like literally to this day was seeing MJ Rodriguez in Little Shop of Horrors. I'm so jealous. I want to see it that. It was so literally badly. just one of the most beautiful. She also has one of the most insane voices. Like she is an incredibly talented literally, singer. Literally like. Which, which I'm jealous of. I'm like. I'm like, what moments did you, what moments did you get to get that voice, girl? Get, give them to me. I need them. Please. And like just her and George Salazar were so magical together. And it's like a queer pairing that I was like, I love to see this. Shout out to my friend Cheyenne Wells, who was in that show and is now Shout on Rise of the Pink Ladies. <gasps> Another show that on TV, that's it, a musical it's really TV show cunty. that has like non-binary representation. So. And it's, it's still set in the 50s? I the show i'm so sorry cheyenne i'm so sorry i will we will get home and watch rise of the pink ladies but paramount plus <laughs> we'll get to it well i promise we both promise we'll watch rise of the pink ladies but i but i'm assuming from what i've gathered it's still set in the 50s yeah from the brief things that i've seen i think it's um set it's like before the pink ladies that took like are in the Grease oh. musical so it's like even before them it's like how did the i believe Please 
correct me if I'm wrong, or just take this entire second yeah. if I'm super Literally, wrong. we'll just, I yeah. believe that it's, like, how did the pink ladies as a gang form? Okay, and, work. like, before that. Because, like, there's a, like, Rizzo is in the show, but it's not one of the four. She's not one of the four leads. Okay. She's, like, a younger. Okay, She's, I like, see. a younger person. Oh, okay, that's, that's fun. Yeah. Well, I also love that, like, there's non-binary, I mean, granted, haven't watched it, could be lying, could be wrong. Love that there's non-binary representation in that era. Yeah. Because, like, obviously, queer people have existed. Let me just tell it to the camera right now. Queer people have existed all of history. They've existed in every society, in every country, in every state, and every city across the globe forever and always. They always have. They always will. It's just they have not been given the opportunity to exist publicly that now, all of a sudden, queer people are, you see, like, a queer person at Walmart in the grocery store, and you're like, mm, where does America go on these days? It's like they've always been here. You just never gave them the permission to exist. So, yeah, you see a trans woman um, at Best Buy yelling at the customer service <laughs> representation. Uh, the customer service representative. Where's my court? No, uh, but you're absolutely right. And these laws that are being passed and trying to be passed in many states in the U.S. right now are happening. Because we have been able to exist so much more publicly now than we have ever been. And we're just going to continue to do that. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what laws you pass, we're not going anywhere. Baby, trust. And if there's something that we know how to do and is in the spirit of Pride Month, it's fight back. Period. As we all should, especially if we are in the community and we are of a... Because there's privilege that exists within this community. If you are at the top of the privilege ladder, baby girl, we got to be fighting as harder, even more so than anyone else, because we got to help and protect our girlies at, who are unfortunately at the bottom of the ladder, diva, because they are the reason that we have the rights we have. So you heard it here first. Um, uh, this just brought you. You said something that struck this topic into my mind. Have you watched? We're here. Yes. Oh, so beautiful. You guys, if you have if you are looking for a TV show to watch this Pride Month that will just make you feel a feel the pride in through your bones and into your blood, even if you are not an, a member of the community, it will literally like I always make the reference to I don't want to compare shows because they both deserve platforms and praise. It's very much giving queer eye, but it's a little bit more invested in the community of the people that it's it's located in. Um, and it's a little bit more rich in like a queer subtext versus queer is a little bit more generic. Yeah. But we're here featuring Eureka O'Hara, Shangela, and Bob the Drag Queen. One of the funniest, most beautiful shows I've ever watched. It literally broke me and every literally every episode I was sobbing. Definitely deserves all the awards again. Absolutely. So. so if you're looking for something to watch this Pride Month, please put on We're Here. There are three seasons, hour-long episodes. It's amazing. You will all live, laugh, love. So any any content you have you want to you know recommend for the dolls to watch this this holiday season? Um if you are in the city of Los Angeles or West oh, Hollywood, yes. I have some shows coming up that you can come out and support. I'm performing at Rocco's Wednesday, June 7th and at Redline uh I believe it's Saturday, June 16th. Um I think that's a Saturday. It's June 16th. Whether what day of the week that is, I couldn't tell you right now. Yeah. Um and if you're in Boston, I will be performing at Pride Bar Fest uh on Saturday, June 10th. Yeah, I'm going on a plane on Friday to get back to Boston. So those are kind of all of my upcoming some of my upcoming drag appearances uh for the public. And yeah, otherwise Stay tuned um, and watch Sex at the College Girls on Max. Literally watch it, you guys. Like, I live for that show. And I've literally, I've, every time I see someone on, I'm like, do you need, like, a 30-minute, like, a cute 30-minute show? Because, you know, 
I love a thir- I love a thirty minute show because like hour long shows are a commitment. And I'm like, if you want something light, fun, goofy, silly, like just hee hee ha ha, but like also kind of cry a little bit, that's that's a college girls. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you can also find me everywhere at b e t t i underscore with underscore and underscore i. That is my uh, period tag handle on all platforms: TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Venmo, period. Cash App. Specifically, those last two. Oh, and oh, I'm on Cameo. Book me on Cameo. <gasps> Um, oh my god! Yeah, yeah, I am a birthday cameo. Yes, yes. Get yourself a birthday cameo from me. The link is in oh, my Instagram. Sasha Colby. Yes, I need uh, to ask you how is it meeting Sasha Colby? I'm I'm such a that's fan. That's mother. So. <laughs> mother. That's mother. Oh my god. She's gosh. honestly the most gracious person I've ever met in my life. Too like so kind to everyone. I love that. Um. So what 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 else do you have? Like what goals, careers, aspirations? Desires you have for yourself for the future? Um, I really, really want to uh, create a TV show. I love. Um, whether that means I'm a writer, a producer, director of it. There's, uh, I have a really wonderful idea of a show that I want to create. Um, so if you are in the industry and you're interested in creating a show about kind of uh, the second adolescence of what you go through when you're transitioning as a trans person, you kind of go through being a teenager again because your hormones are literally shifting. Yeah. Um, hit me up. I want to create that with you. I saw that tweet. You tweeted about it, right? Like last week, or you posted? You posted something about it because I remember seeing that you said something about that. If I did, I was drunk week. and I don't remember. <gasps> Work. Well, everyone hit up Betty because that is a brilliant idea. I would love to see that on Max. We want it on Max because we want the budget. Because Miss Max got the dollars, not Netflix. Sorry, I mean if Netflix picks it up, slay, 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 slay. I'm not, I'm, but Miss Max is. And the only other goal that I have right now is that um, all of my siblings in the WGA get a good negotiation happening soon. Uh, I hope that the um, executives come to the table and help negotiate and meet the WGA for their demands, and I hope that. SAG-AFTRA, my union, also uh, gets all of our demands met in our upcoming negotiations. Period. So if you're a member of the union, we are union strong over here on the podcast because without unions, girl, it's it's rough out in these streets. Real. So to end this episode, you guys, this is actually going to be a reoccurring segment throughout all the rest of Pride Month, but this game is going to be called Gender This. <gasps> Where I'm going to give a list of inanimate objects. Let me let me just clarify. These are going to be inanimate objects because I don't want these. It's not going to be like people. It's not going to be like characters. It's not going to be things like that that already have pre predetermined in air quotes genders or identities. Because I want these to just be silly, goofy, fun things. So I have a little list for you, Miss Betty, and we're going to just assign a gender. So it can be you know all all over the spectrum. So we'll we'll start off strong. Galaxy lights. You explain what a galaxy so a galaxy light is like <laughs> the projector lights that go in rooms that like project like that blue like sky. Oh, oh my god, light. I have one. <laughs> Me too. That's what I literally. I, was sitting I didn't in know my room. that's what it was called. Yeah, galaxy just, light. I thought it was like a projector. Okay. Yeah. So those. Oh, galaxy light. Oh, very they them energy. Very they okay. them energy. Because the galaxy and like the universe. Too big, too big to have a gender. Okay, work. Yeah. In my mind, I was giving, it's kind of giving, most of these in my mind are just she, they, because I just truly live. But I was like, it's kind of giving she, they, because galaxy is giving mother. Like, that's mother, mother. But then also, it could, I I do understand the they, them of it all. I mean, but mother, mother to me is not always a woman. (gasps) That's true. Mother could be a little Zizar energy. True. Zizar. Oh my God. You f- thank you for uh, honestly educate the children really fast because I feel like that's not one that's really covered 
roughly on the internet. So if you would like to take this moment to educate, please. I'm probably not the right person to educate on this one, but uh, from what I know, the um, pronouns that begin with the letter Z are general, were kind of the first pronouns that we had before we kind of had a more general acceptance of singular they. Okay. Um, And it kind of generally was referring to more non-binary or people that fell outside of the gender binary. Perfect. Oh, there we go. Oh, yep. Amazing. Well, there we go. Now you're learning new things every day. I just learned something new today right now. So let's move on to the next one. Um, Chipotle Kids Meals. um, Yeah, that's like a little boy. Little boy, a little he him. Yeah, it's a little boy. It's a really annoying snotty-nosed brat. Work, but I I do live for a Chipotle Kids Meal. You guys, if you're looking for something cheap. Well, there's somebody who eats like a child. It's you, (gasps) so. Honestly, drag me. Okay, this one. Wendy's four for four. Wendy's four for four. She's that girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> she is that girl. She is that girl. She's a she, her, she, because yeah, she's yeah, that girl. Yeah, she's that girl. Wendy's four for four is that girl. It's serving pussy, honey. Okay, this one is um double helix. Oh, like DNA? Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Um, definitely, that's very she, they energy. Work. She's a woman in STEM. <gasps> Work. Miss woman in yeah. STEM. Okay, vodka Red Bull. Vodka Red Bull. That's a cis gay man. Work. <laughs> yeah, my friend is drinking vodka Red Bull That's yesterday. a cis gay man who, okay, maybe he, they, I could give he, they, because it might be a really energized twink. Yeah, vodka Red Bulls kind of scare me. I'm like, so you want, not only you want my my pupils dilated, you want my heart to stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spooky. I'll be in the bathroom the whole time. Just yeah, myself. literally. <laughs> okay, the 101 North. The 101 North? Mm-hmm. That is an old man. Old man. That old is an, he him. That is an old man who, that is a senator. That is Mitch oh, McConnell. No, please. <laughs> okay, claw-footed bathtubs. Woman. 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 She, her. That's a, she is a voluptuous. Yes. Rich. Rich. Woman. She has furs. Uh, many, she has multiple, many, many, many furs. She has like furs for the day. Many. And real. I don't, like, we don't care if it's not minx. ethical. Real. They're real yeah. minks. Work, bitch. Beaver. Okay. Thin mints. Thin mints. Oh, that's a cute little, that's a, she's a, she's a little flirty fun moment. Yeah, yeah. A fun, a little girly girl. Okay. Febreze fabric spray. Febreze fabric spray. Hmm. It's giving non-binary. It's giving they them energy. To okay, me. work. I mean, like, I guess maybe it could be. It could be they she they she. Yeah, they first though. Yeah, for they sure. first for sure. But I think there is a she. I think there's like a she in there because there's yeah, like yeah. a well because men smell like shit. So <gasps> yeah. Okay. Honestly, if anything on the podcast, if I've been talking about consistently, you guys, it's people smelling bad. And where deodorant? Where not native? No more native. I'm banning <laughs> native deodorant from all shelves in all stores across the country. Please shove aluminum so far up your armpits <laughs> that I will not smell you anymore because I don't want it anymore. It's too much. It's too much. Oh my god! <sighs> You're right though. Right? Okay. Coriander. Cori. That's like a spice, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's a flower that's then crushed into spice. Okay. I don't really know. Um, I'm white. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm white. I don't know what coriander is. Listen, coriander's delicious. Um, I think that uh, femme energy. It's giving femme. Oh, they work. It's kind of just like human a little bit. Yeah, yeah. But like a little like softer. It's not as like potent as human. Um, succulents. Succulents. I have a very strong opinion on succulents. Oh. I mean, for me, succulents, he, him. Sucker. Suck. Because... 
I, I, I don't have a green thumb, you guys. I don't have a green thumb, but I do love having plants. <laughs> Every plant I have is thriving and alive besides Eli, which is a different story. I'm not Rest in peace, Eli. Oh, Eli's still alive. She's on her Life last lines. Yeah. Or he's on his last legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but succulents, every single succulent I've ever had, dead. I'm going to say I only know gay men that have succulents. Okay. So I guess it's like succulents are kind of like a gay, like a plant gay, gay man mm -hmm. vibe. So I guess succulents, I could get a He him, but gay. And they poke you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, some of them do. But still. And I'm like, I don't know how to water you. Because I don't know if I'm never supposed to water you, if I'm supposed to water you, like, every so often. But every time I do, they die. It's die. I can't take care of plants. I can only take mm -hmm. care of animals. Work. Listen, I'm sure you can take care of a couple. Like, there are some plants that you've got. I, get, I can promise. My roommates take care of the plants, not me. There you go. Okay. Um, this one is kind of a deep cut, but the fake guardian owl statues. You know the little like owl statues that sit down. I don't know why I put guardian because they don't guard anything. But the ones like, that, like is it giving guardians of Gahul? Honestly, Do you remember that book series? I am I alone? Wait, is that the one? <laughs> it's like an entire the book series owl, about owls. Right? Okay, yeah. yes. Like that's like I'm gonna have to look it up afterwards because like I need to like make sure I'm correct. But um, that's owls wild. are the symbol of Athena, so she they work. Yeah, and the owl like the owl statues that prevent the little birds from nesting. Yeah. So she's she's mother. Yeah. Um, and then a chip clip. Mm -hmm. Neo pronouns. I don't wait. Can you explain that? To it's me? like it's like frog, like like fr free frim frog. Oh, okay. Like work. Just frog frim frares slay. So definitely, it's giving chronically online, chronically uh -huh. online thirteen year old neo pronouns. Like yeah, has circa, multiple burner accounts. On yeah, Twitter. multiple burner accounts on on Twitter, Tumblr, and TikTok. Um, just like comments to kind of like stir the attack pot. people and stir yeah. the pot. Oof. Yeah. Damn chip clips. You're a bad bitch. You're not no, not you're not a bad bitch. You're you're a you're bad. You're bitch. just bad. You're bad, period, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> so bitch, you better watch out chip clips. I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna toss you all to the side. No, no, listen, I respect neo pronouns. I'm just saying. But there's chip scary. clip is a neo pronoun. She, oh yeah. And we're scared of her. We're not scared of her, but she should be afraid of us. Period. Well that is all I have planned for you all today. Betty, thank you so much for being here. It's truly a pleasure and honor and just, a, I don't even know what other word I could come up with. I came up with nothing. But it's truly, we had so many years in the books. I cannot wait to see what is in the future for you. I cannot wait to see the next season of Sex Lives of College Girls. Whenever that comes out, obviously we'll be patient and we'll support the Writers Guild here because they deserve all that they're negotiating for. Um, but I can't wait to see what's in the future for you. Thank you so much for having me, Parky. Absolutely, baby girl. Everyone go support Betty. Go follow her on Instagram, TikTok, all the things. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and all the things. Subscribe, you know, comment like you already know. Leave a five-star review of Parker's Pointless Podcast Period. on Apple Podcast. Period. And I don't know if you could do that on Spotify because... I've tried to do it on Spotify and I have not figured it out. No, that it, they think the only one that actually matters is Apple, right? Work. Well, then y'all know if you have Apple podcasts, go give me a thumbs up. Go give me some stars and give me a little review because I would live. But I hope you guys all have a great rest of your Pride Month. Betty, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Pride Month, especially. Make that money. Tip your – oh, wait, a couple rules. Drag show. If you go to a drag show, do not go on stage. 
Oh, we didn't even talk about it. Oh my god! Yeah, give us a little like a little. At my last drag excerpt. show, two random people decided to hop up on stage in the middle of my Celine Dion ballad. Do not do that. Do not be those people. I will send you the video again because how dare they? Honestly, don't do it. Yeah. Do not icky. get on stage during a drag performer's number unless you are invited. Rule number two: um, like follow, video them, tag them. Rule number three: tip them, especially your local drag performers. They need the money the most. They do, and listen, the Rue girls are already getting paid like $2,500 just to even be there for a meet and greet. They don't need your tips. Give the tips to the local performers at your drag show. Period. So that is your guide to having a successful Pride Month and celebrating drag this Pride Month and every month. But I cannot wait to see you guys on the next episode. It will be so fun, and I hope you guys have a safe Pride Month. And, you know, drink responsibly because what is, what is alcohol from? The devil. So we're going to be drinking water alongside our shots of tequila, okay? But have a great rest of your day, you guys. I will see you all on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Parker's Pointless Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review. Share this with a friend or both. Can't wait to chat with you all again next week. This is your host, the daintiest doll in town, Parker, signing off. Bye.